We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Open Line does it continue. Keeping you updated on what's going on in Philadelphia. The Phillies lead the Padres by a 1-0 score. That game is in the bottom of the second. Today is an off day for the ALCS. It is set to continue tomorrow. Right now, very happy to welcome on to uh, the program one of my favorite people out there to talk baseball, really talk a lot of things with. He is uh, Maury Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at BizBallMaury. That's B-I-Z-B-A-L-L-M-A-U-R-Y. Maury, thanks so much for your time. How are you? I'm good, man. How about yourself? I am doing good. Uh, baseball postseason, obviously, uh, a lot of fun to see what's going on. Let me just start you with this: a very broad question. As this as this postseason has continued, like what's the what's the overwhelming storyline that's kind of hit you? Well, I think that there's been a couple of things. Obviously, the division series I think showed that in a five game series, anybody can win. And that really, I think, is, has shown itself. Is that good for baseball? I, w- I would say so. You know, in the sense that um, the regular season matters only insofar that it really um, does present owners, right, with something to hang their hat on. But once you get into the playoffs, I think that um, teams look at it and it's like it's a reset and they can do anything, and, and we've seen that. Um, the other thing I think that's been largely interesting is, is the Houston Astros. And they're the only team that I saw six months ago and said, I thought that they were really going to give whoever was in the World Series trouble. And I think that they're going to be in the World Series. And I think that whoever winds up going there is going to be in trouble. And they're just their pitching staff looks fantastic. You know, it's interesting to watch over the last couple of games. You know, their their batting average isn't that great. But then, of course, the Yankees are worse. So um, it's an interesting time just to watch what's going on in those two places. The addition of the wild card and the wild card series kind of adds that fuel to the short game series thing. All right. So I've been thinking about this a lot and I, I don't even know where I stand on it completely, but I, in the moment upsets are great. They're fun. They're enjoyable. But at the same time, I also don't want the baseball playoffs to be a thing where the regular season just represents the opportunity to punch your ticket to the playoffs. And there's not a whole lot of advantage about being the one or two seed versus being the, the, the last team in. And it's such a small sample size. It's the first year of the expanded playoff. Like I'm really trying hard not to put too much stock in what's happened this year, but I'm, I'm having a hard time grasping that because I am somebody that wants what you do in the 162 game schedule to also result in giving you a, a legitimate better shot in the playoffs. Yeah, and that's a legitimate thing. I mean, part of the part of the thing that everybody wanted to see when we had before, when we had the one game plan for the for the wild card, right, was it, it didn't seem fair at all to to have that dynamic. So we got into a three game series and gave the division winners a bye, and that I think largely um, can help and can hurt 
I mean, you know, I just, you know, the Dodgers, we continue to look at them. The Dodgers remind me a lot of the 90s Braves. I mean, they got that, the, the Braves won that one World Series and just all those division titles. And the Dodgers were starting to look the same. And I, I could just see a while back that it was, you know, that there was some holes largely in the starting rotation and some questions largely around, you know, the closing situation was a, a little bit different with Jansen leaving and whatnot. But then I thought, honestly, that the Braves would advance. And I, I just, I didn't see it. I didn't see a Phillies, Padres, NLCS. I just didn't see it. And I don't think a lot of other people did either. So um, is it good or bad? I, I don't know. I mean, you would have to say that um, the teams that have largely run Ramshot have spent an exorbitant mm-hmm. amount of money to have the, the, the rotation and the talent that they have. And on paper, they should win, right? I mean, it just looks like they should. But again, games aren't played on paper, and that's what I think makes it interesting. You have to ask yourself, what teams are hot when they enter the postseason? doesn't matter. I mean, it matters, but at the end of the day, if a team isn't hot at the end, then it, then it doesn't matter. And this can go all the way back to those Red Sox teams with Ted Williams and whatnot that, that would look so dominant, and then they would lose in the World Series, and Ted Williams would have a, a terrible series. It, it's happened before. It just seems to be a lot more prominent now with the expanded playoffs. It does feel like we can almost revisit the trade deadline now because during the regular season, the Padres weren't getting a whole lot out of Soto. His overall numbers in the postseason aren't great, but he's helping them score runs. He's a big part of that. Obviously, Harrison Bader has had a a really big impact on what the Yankees are doing. So those trades that, while in the regular season, they didn't seem to help those teams very much. All of a sudden, they got them for the playoffs, and those guys are, are doing their part. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I would I would look at the at the situation, um, you know, certainly with the Padres and their closer that they acquired from the from Milwaukee. I mean, Josh Hader's been been uh, outstanding. So I, you know, I I like how that's how that has turned out. I I think one of the things at the trade deadline, and it's a team that's not in the postseason, but I can't imagine what would have happened if the Orioles would have done something at the trade deadline as well as they did. And, and we're sellers, you know, I mean, if there's one thing that we've seen with this, right. And this is going to be a, a, something I guarantee that we're going to talk about in the off season. Look at the teams that wound up advancing past powerhouses. Teams that would normally be sellers now, I think are going to be buyers. They're going to see that they can do something. And that was really largely the design. That's what the owners wanted with the expanded teams in the playoffs, adding that one team in the AL and the NL to to expand into the, you know, the wild card. And is that good? I mean, it gives some teams hope. Uh, that's the one thing that I got to say about this. Is it bad for teams that, that do what they do in the regular season? Yes. Overall, though, do you have to artificially rig the system in which people have some hope? I mean, there's no reason for the Pirates to be as bad as they are. Mm-hmm. You cannot say that now. There's got to be a good reason why your team is, is habitually bad. And that puts pressure on the A's. That puts pressure on the Pirates. And I would say, ultimately, that's a good thing. Teams should be trying to win. Look what the Seattle Mariners finally, after 21 years, finally did. Well, and to take that one step further, let's specifically look at the National League for a second. 
Basically, every team that tried to win got into the playoffs, and the teams that didn't didn't. I guess maybe we could argue San Francisco after their season last year. Uh, the Brewers go into the season trying to win, but then all of a sudden they make the decision that dropping Josh Hader's 2023 salary is more important than winning games in 2022. Really, the, the teams that tried to win all got in the playoffs, and all the other teams weren't even trying, it seems like. Yeah, and that's probably a good way to look at it. Um, I mean, look, there's obviously, you know, there there's some circumstances to how things are. I mean, games play out. Teams teams can can certainly get streaky. I mean, I looked at the Yankees. The Yankees were horrifically streaky. The Mets were streaky. And so you look at some of that. I mean, the Mets clearly should have gone farther if you looked at them. But if you looked at them a little more closely, they really died at the end. And it would have been a typical Mets year where they missed the playoffs at the end and have this collapse. They were just so good that they collapsed, right, in going in and just couldn't go, you know, the distance that they should have. But, uh, you know, I, I do get back to this. The Cubs should be doing well. Every team should be having years in which they're competitive. I mean, are you going to be as competitive as the Dodgers year in and year out? No, of course not. You don't have the financial resources. But you should be able to do something for a while. And, uh, again, I think that that is ultimately good overall for the game. Uh, There needs to be a ton of pressure on Pittsburgh and certainly Oakland, who did horrific things to their fan base by what they've done year in and year out. And they're going to use a new ballpark as the excuse, and that's not an excuse to have anymore. It really isn't. Given the amount of money, look, Major League Baseball should likely have gross revenues over $11 billion this year coming out of the pandemic, a new TV deal, you know, the gaming money, all of this stuff that we continue to see. There is no excuse for some of these player payrolls that we see. I see no reason for Cleveland. Everybody talking about how great it was that Cleveland did with, with so little. And my argument to that is why? Yeah. And they have more than enough money. They should have been doing more. They could have gone further if they had done so. Rob Manfred has said that they still want to expand Major League Baseball probably by two more teams, but at the same time wants to get the Oakland and the Tampa situation figured out. And those two situations have been hanging out there for a while. I know there's been a little bit of movement in Oakland, but it's it certainly nothing is figured out yet in terms of a stadium there, or potentially going to Las Vegas. What you're you're so connected to the business side of things. Do you have a prediction on when we might see the Oakland and Tampa Bay situations figured out in a sense that Major League Baseball can really start talking about expanding? Well, I think Oakland clearly is going to happen first. I mean, it's, there, something's going to happen early on next year in Oakland, or they're absolutely going to Las Vegas. Um, and, the re- and, and it's not like it's any better in Las Vegas. It's just that development is so much easier. I, I Look, I, I'll be quite honest with you. I don't think you see – I think you see an incremental increase in attendance in Las Vegas with the A's as you do in Oakland right now, right now. I mean, that's not with a new, uh, you know, that's with the new ballpark in Las Vegas. Tampa Bay is a little more complicated. You know, they just, they're tied into that lease. They really don't want to invest in, in building something there, you know, that is lasting. It just had more troubles, I think, than the situation in Oakland and Montreal looked like a way out, but for whatever reason that hasn't come together either. So, you know, there's a lot of talk about Nashville. And I think that, you know, again, whoever comes up with the funding is going to get that. The, the, look, the Rays aren't moving west. 
wherever they wind up, whether it's in Tampa Bay or whether it's in Montreal or whether it's in Nashville or somewhere else, it'll be in the Eastern time zone. They want to keep that the way that it is. Because when we go to 32 teams, what you're going to see is radical realignment. The idea of moving us and having pitchers no longer hit and having the universal DH sets up regional alignment. I mean, you look at how the NFL is with the AFC and the NFC, and it's just, it's, you know, it's homogenous. There is no real difference. And so I think that you're going to see where is it possible that the, the Giants and the Mariners and potentially the A's could all be in the same division? I, I think that you're going to see that, four divisions of eight. And so that sets itself up. But you're, they, they do have to get Tampa Bay and Oakland sorted out. But absolutely, Rob Manfred said to me five years ago, he sees baseball as a growth industry. He wants to get to 32 teams. And I think that that will increase because, look, there is a humongous expansion fee that comes along with that. And two teams would come, come to about $4 billion. And that's all money that goes directly back to the owners. So it's out there. It's not going to go away. I'll finish you with this. And you mentioned a bunch of the cities, but whether it's Nashville, Montreal, uh, San Antonio, uh, Las Vegas, you're in Portland. That's been a city that's been connected to a team, although it seems like that has maybe fizzled a little bit. It certainly feels like there are North American cities right now who could do a better job supporting their teams than some of these cities that have teams at the moment. Well, the difficulty isn't that they can't support teams. I mean, it's getting a ballpark built. I mean, it's a $2 billion investment to get a ballpark now. I mean, in most ballparks, depending upon where it's at now, the requisite would be a retractable roof. So they're really expensive, right? I mean, if Portland, as an example, if you could wave a magic wand and get a ballpark built here, I think that there would be a discussion about, you know, potentially having a team here. But again, it is getting the funding and having that all lined up and getting the land purchase and all those things that go together. Um, and, and of course, it's easy to say that certain markets may do better than others. But the reality is this. There are no large markets left. New Jersey, maybe. I mean, you could get three teams in the New York area. Would the Phillies, Yankees, Mets, uh, you know, would they all flip out? Of course they would. And there would be a lot of pressure not to do that. That's about the last place you could go. Everything else is small to mid markets. So there's a lot of concern, of course, in the league ownership ranks about another revenue sharing mouth to feed, and they don't want to have that happen. Why well, go ahead and do that? What's the money upside for the owners beyond the $2 billion, right, per team, $4 billion if they expand to 32? How much money, extra money, are they going to bring in to the central fund to disperse across all 30 teams? long after that $4 billion is absorbed. And that's a concern. Portland's small, you know, San Antonio, all those places. They're not large markets. They don't, they would not yield a large television deal and other things. So, you know, it does, it gets into all of that, you know, and so it's complicated, but again, Manfred sees it. Could they potentially go international? You know, I mean, Mexico City's huge, but it has its own inherent problems. You know, players have to be paid by in U.S. dollars. So, you know, the peso, everything that goes along that international monetary exchange, you know, turbulence in terms of, you know, global economies, all those things come into play. So it's, it's really complicated. 
Maury, always appreciate the time. Encourage folks to uh, follow you on Twitter at BizBallMaury, uh, senior contributor at uh, Forbes. Uh, in addition to baseball, sports business, also uh, auto racing, a lot to uh, get into. Thank you so much for your time. I'm sure we'll talk again real soon. All right, Matt. Have yourself a great weekend. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. That is uh, Maury Brown. This is Sports Open Line. We're back with more in a moment on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.